Welcome to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K through 12 students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years. I saw what worked and what didn't. And there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Our um, our podcast show is uh, rolling again, and we're in season three, and I'm glad you could join our Smart Parents Successful Students podcast. And I have a special guest for you guys today. Her name is Kelly Ratty. Hello, Kelly. How you doing? Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Well, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you joining me. It's I can't wait to hear about your topic. But I first want to introduce you to our audience. And um, I want to let you guys know that Kelly is the author of an MIPA Gold Award winning book called Out to See, A Parent's Survival Guide to the Freshman Voyage and a sought after speaker on campuses college campuses, and stages across the country. This book is highly recommended by higher ed professionals as the go-to resource for parents preparing for and navigating the college launch. I didn't know if, Kelly, do you do uh, high schools as well? I sure do. I figure you did. (laughs) The earlier we can get this information in this book into the hands of parents and families, the, the better and smoother that transition from high school to college happens. And I just want to say, I don't have kids, but um, it's an awesome book. I have a copy of it. So I definitely want to uh, encourage people to, to take a look at this. I assume it's on Amazon. Is it on Amazon? Is that sure how they is. get it? Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And we'll talk about that at the end of the show again. But I want to get started with asking you, what is the journey that you took that got you to where you are today with your company? Oh, fabulous. Good question. I, well, I'm, I'm greeting you from Minnesota. I'm a Midwest <laughs> girl. Um, but it was, I have a background in public relations, a degree in PR and writing, as well as a degree in aviation. Long story on how those two <laughs> go together. We'll talk about that another day. Um, but it was actually about the time our, our oldest daughter, we have two girls, was in high school and she was starting her college search. And as the mom, I started looking for resources. I wanted to do it right. I wanted to empower her. I wanted to support her. And and I'm a reader and also a writer. And I I started looking for books. I wanted the survival guide for parents. I was the mom who read the out to or the, the what to expect series when the kids were little. Well, I wanted the what to expect for the college years. And, and when I started looking, I found a, a variety of books that touched on the college transition, a lot of faith-based books on the, the feelings and the emotions associated with it. Mm-hmm. And I found several uh, books more on the, the nuts and bolts, um, 
written by maybe a, a college president on sabbatical, written from a very administrative point of view, lots of good information, facts, figures, stats, data, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I felt like there was a hole in the middle. Yes, I wanted to talk about the feelings. Yes, I wanted to learn the stats and the facts. But I felt like I needed more information. I wanted real talk from a real parent on, on what's all happening from a practical standpoint as well. So I had my aha moment, my light bulb went on. <laughs> it was, hey, hey, Kelly, you're a writer. Why don't you write the book that you're looking for? And so that is essentially what happened. I, I did the research. I wrote the book while we were living the experience and, and met with literally hundreds of administrators, counselors, admissions folks, professors, parents, and students themselves in order to gather all the information for Out to See, a parent's survival guide to the fresh. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, that's that's exciting. So yeah. how can parents of teens begin preparing their students now for the college years? I'm sure you get this question. I do. <laughs> Quite a bit. Start too early. It's, it's good to start thinking about it in that junior mm. high stage. It's good mm. to start digging in that ninth, 10th, 11th grade. So often we wait and then it's the the summer after their senior year when you're you're literally getting ready to take them that it's like oh shoot forgot to teach you this need to talk about that you know my kids are like mom if you have <laughs> one more life skill this summer we're out you know so <laughs> thinking about from a very practical standpoint whether it's laundry or scheduling appointments think life skills the things we as as functioning adults take for granted, mm -hmm. start having your kids, your students take on some of those tasks. They get to be a, a sophomore, junior, senior. Guess what? Have them book their dentist appointment. Mm -hmm. When you're sitting with them in the clinic for a medical appointment, instead of you, mom or dad, filling out that clipboard, like we all do, mm -hmm. give them the pen and have them start to fill it out. Because guess what? They're going to look up at you and say, do we have insurance? Who's our insurance provider? What's our group number? I mean, it's all those little things that we just do that they won't know unless we teach them. The other, the other uh, topic I would encourage you to communicate about early and often is money management. Because we assume they're learning. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and we want to share not only our values about money, but specifically budgets. What does it look like? What is a loan? What is the difference between a debit card and a credit card? Telling you, I could go on and on, but just start to look in the teen years at the little things you can do to equip them. I always say as, as um, whether you're an educator, whether you're a parent, whether you're the student, whether you're the college administrator, we all have the same ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. Ultimate goal of parenting. And that is to raise healthy, happy adults who are equipped to function in the real world. Exactly. That's what, want. That's what you want for all the students you tutor. Right. Your group. That's what the, the schools want. That's what we as parents want. It doesn't matter 
if they're launching into the workforce, it doesn't matter if they're launching to a four-year school, a trade school, if they're going close to home, far from home, we still want them to be healthy, happy adults mm-hmm. to function in the real world. I agree. Yes. That's I a always great say that. for us as parents to use when we, and admittedly want to step in and do things for them and pave the way and make things easier. We also have to use that ultimate goal as our gauge and how often we get involved. Mm-hmm. Yep. I always say it's about making them successful for school and in life. A life beyond. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's almost more important because, hey, you're in school, what, 12 years, but you're in life a whole lot longer. <laughs> exactly. I love it. So, and I love the way you talked about money and um, I'm hoping to do a financial virtual summit, which I'll talk to you about later. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. Um, yeah. Um, so what are some tips and suggestions you can offer to help in the letting go process? I know a lot of parents have this, this difficulty of letting go. It's an emotional <laughs> time. It is an emotional time. And I think first just to recognize it it for what it is. And we each process the emotions differently. I always think I I like the word bittersweet Mm because as a parent, you're excited for your student. Your child has maybe gotten into the university of their dreams or following, you know, going to their next steps, next chapter, you're thrilled for them. But -hmm. at the very same time, you are terrified. (laughs) Not only they're going to survive, but how you're going to survive. And I I mean, I always laugh because I think my kids couldn't get their dirty socks into a hamper. How on earth are they going to go out and function and wash their own clothes and show up to class? And, you know, we do so much for them. But, you know, as a parent, I think for that move in day, I mean, as parents, we've poured our hearts and souls into these human beings for. Mm 18 years, give or take, Mm -hmm. then we're, are we supposed to really just go plop them down on a campus somewhere and turn around and walk away? (laughs) The short answer, yes, (laughs) but it's hard. And I think the the biggest thing is to give yourself grace as you go through this process, Mm -hmm. but also to give your child grace because they're processing the same mixed emotions uh, that you are. For for practical tips, um, educate yourself. As parents, get on that college parent portal. Do the research. I always say find your students' resources. Notice I said your students' resources, not your resources. Because college is not high school. It Mm. doesn't look or feel or taste or smell the same as (laughs) high school. And, you know, in high school we get report cards, we get the, the attendance reports. Some of us even know what they had for lunch in the cafeteria, right? Mm-hmm. When they go off to college due to FERPA and HIPAA, we don't get all those reports. And mm-hmm. I, I realize it doesn't seem fair if you're helping foot the bill and you've helped right. these students and you're supporting them and you're fully vested in them that you don't get that information. Mm-hmm. But in the eyes of the government and the university, your 18-year-old is an adult. So all communication is going to go through your student. And so prepare yourself for that. Right. And, and the best tip and trick I can give you is to start talking about it now. Talk about your expectations as parents. Mm-hmm. 
but also ask what their expectations are <laughs> students open up that that communication now mm. you talk about issues before they ever become issues mm-hmm. that makes sense yes i i agree I just get so passionate about this topic. (laughs) Now, how old are your children, Kelly? Our girls are now 22 and 25. Oh, okay. Wow. Our our youngest literally finished her last college class last week. Oh, awesome. Congratulations. and, And both gainfully employed. Thank you. Yeah, good. Even better I like to call that the you know the other goal of parenting is to get them off payroll. <laughs> payroll. <laughs> I know several so. parents right now that are hoping to do just that. Especially you know it's a little more difficult with COVID. I guess this past and year it is some that of the companies are definitely a little delayed in hiring back, but I'm pretty sure they're they're going to do that here soon. Exactly. exactly. We've all had to give extra grace to ourselves and to our family members this last year. And there's a whole group of parents whose students, I call it the launch, obviously with the nautical themed book here without to see, but who launched their students off to college last fall, who within a matter of days or weeks had those same students right back home. <laughs> and now they're almost trying to figure out how to relaunch. We've got this group of parents and students who they've been put through the ringer you know they haven't had the normal college prep experiences like orientations or mm-hmm. person college visits even there is a whole group of students who picked a college sight unseen right they've tackled the distance learning and the wonky schedules and I think the big message I'd like to get across too in this season we're in is it, normal or not because it's not been a normal year um, but the transition piece, that mm-hmm. actual transition from high st- school to college is still a big deal. Mm-hmm. I know it might look different than ever before. And study after study after study shows parents have a huge role and a huge impact in the success of the lunch. That's true, because you know what? Our freshmen and our sophomore now going into college are going to be first time in college mm-hmm. on a campus. Mm-hmm. So there'll be a whole lot more people trying to deal with that transition. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So how often should parents and college students talk to each other? And is there a magic number for frequency of phone calls and texts? When is it too much, too little? Um, and if, you have a moment you want to talk about helicopter parenting, please do. Okay. <laughs> well, I love that question, Helen. That is the number one topic that I get asked when I am doing orientation sessions on college campuses. And it's, how often should I call my student? How often should we communicate? And what's the magic number? There is no magic number. <laughs> it should be that easy. It's not. A special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. We met Michael's mom this week, and she complained that Michael has been having trouble for about four years in school. No matter what she did, she couldn't help him, and it didn't work. In fact, it would backfire, and they would fight. 
At Dynamis Learning Academy, we do not advocate that parents try to bridge the gap between what they learn at school and what the children should be learning. We do that instead by providing a specific tutor for your child's individual needs. Don't wait until your child is so far behind that it's impossible for them to recover. Reach out to Dynamis Learning Academy today to learn more about our customized tutoring solutions. We can be reached at 770-282-9931. Thank you. What I can tell you is it's different for every family. It's different for every student Mm -hmm. within that family. And, And so you have to base it on your, your family's typical communication. Uh, what I would caution parents to understand, however, is that those first couple of weeks are critical for the student to really engage, especially if they are moving physically onto a campus. Mm-hmm. And the, the RAs, the resident assistants, the housing folks, the different departments work really hard. I'm, I'm so lucky to be involved with so many Uh, parents and family program pros on these campuses. There are departments whose whole job is to help make that transition for first-year students Mm -hmm. a very positive experience. Mm -hmm. Work really hard to have activities. It's like summer camp. Your kids will be booked from sunup to sundown for the first week of school when they're there for freshman orientations. And that's fine. They're meeting people, they're getting engaged. They aren't sitting in their room with tears, looking at their laptop, trying to call home. Uh, so the point is to get them them active and moving. As far as how often to call and talk, uh, I reached out to a bunch of experts and folks on campus with that very question. What I can tell you is it's it's not right or wrong to talk every day. For some families, it's a text at bedtime. For other families, it's a Sunday afternoon phone call or Zoom call or whatever it is. Uh, Again, it's talking about that before it becomes an issue. Mm -hmm. Plan into place. Hey, for the first month, let's talk on Wednesdays and Sundays. Text me goodnight when you feel like it. Um, I I caution parents from demanding uh, morning check-in. That Mm -hmm. is, is inhibiting their development and that's the advice experts give is it's a problem when your demands are inhibiting your students growth and development if I agree. you're stopping them from engaging on campus because they got to check in with mom at 2 p.m that's not helpful might mm-hmm. make you feel better so what you can do too because then of course let's take it to the other extreme i had a mom tell me about her son she was a single mom one son she drops him off on campus, left a piece of her heart there that day, gets home. And she's like, I know he's active. I probably won't hear from him for a day or two. A week goes by, not a text, not a phone call, not a word. Mm. A few more days, she's like, I don't want to be that helicopter mom. So I don't want to bug him. But finally, she sends a message and just says, hey, thinking about you. How's it going? Nothing. Uh-oh. Okay, so as a parent now, in your mind, if you hear nothing for a week and a half, um, where does your mind go? 
not in a good place somewhere right I mean like Mm. worst case scenario and so she's like I don't know what to do and finally at they were nearing two weeks she leaves him a voicemail and says honey I've reached out by text twice haven't heard anything I'm starting to think something terrible has happened to you so I've packed my suitcase if I don't hear from you by five o'clock I'm hopping in the car and we're going to spend the weekend together (laughs) Guess how long, Helen? How long did it take for him to respond? Five seconds. Like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Mom, I'm fine. Everything's good. I'll call you this weekend. Well, he didn't want Mom there on, on weekend number two of his freshman year. But <laughs> the point is um, schedule, you know, uh, uh, kind of have a plan in place where if I do message okay. you, you get 24 hours to give me a sign of life. Whether yeah. it's a thumbs up emoji, whether it's a phone call, text, something, or yeah. I will have campus security checking on you. Yeah. You got 24 hours to respond. <laughs> have a plan in place uh, and, and <laughs> make sure you do recognize that that ultimate goal is what I'm doing, helping empower them to be healthy, happy adults who can function in the real world, mm-hmm. aka without me sometimes. Yes. And is my reaching out in their best interest right now? Is my reaching out inhibiting growth and development or is it simply touching base? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good. It's that, that, that was a good one by the parent too, actually. <laughs> it's easier said than done, but it's really important to keep that perspective when your heart as a parent is hurting mm-hmm. and you miss them and um uh, just think about when to call them and have that plan in place. Right. I agree. That's I remember though, when I hit my orientation at Georgia state university and that was great. Cause that's when you, they meet their friends that they're probably going to be hanging out with for the next four years and longer. I, that was where my, one of my best friends and I met was during orientation. Friendships are formed right away. Yeah. Yep. And we were in a couple classes together at first, but then I don't believe she finished up and she ended up getting married. I was in her wedding. I mean, we, we did sorority parties together, went to other campuses. We hung out on the weekends, you know, and we were in town going to school. It's amazing. We were living at our homes, actually. Yep. Yep. But the people you meet those first few weeks often can become close friends. You know, there's something you touched on. When you asked me the question earlier that I do, I do need to point out after I tell you to take a step back, parents, keep perspective, don't hover. Um, I also, though, do need to mention the helicopter parenting. I'm not a big fan of labels. I don't like the name calling. Uh, We certainly don't want to hover. We don't want to inhibit growth and development. But there's always a but, isn't there? That being said, don't let labels like helicopter parents stop you from stepping in when you know in your gut mm-hmm. that something is not right with your student. Right. Because I nobody agree. knows your child like you do. Mm-hmm. And nobody has as vested interest in the success and well-being of your child as you do. They can care on campus, but they don't love to the level you do. And, and if you know in your gut something's wrong, they need a lifeline, um, there's some maybe some mental health issues, physical health issues, more than a roommate spat. Mm-hmm. Roommate spats, they need to figure out. That's a topic for another day. But um, 
If you know in your gut something's wrong, that's why I said earlier to understand your students' resources and and get on that parent portal and learn who who their resources are because then you can say, hey, honey, have you reached out to Campus Health? Hey, Mm -hmm. you're struggling in your class. What does your academic advisor say? Um, Have you gone to tutoring on campus? I was just going there. Absolutely. And all the campuses have amazing tutors in place. And there's so many resources that you need to know so you can you know, empower and encourage your student to reach out. Now, if there is truly a major league red flag, like you're worried about their well-being and safety, um, I would encourage you to reach out then, only if it's serious, mm-hmm. to the dean of students' office. And right. you'll find that on your parent portal and, and they'll be able to guide you, whether it's a housing situation. Understand though, with the, the, the federal privacy, mm. the FERPA, they may not be able to give you information. That's you know, amazing, yeah. Clinic, they can't tell you anything because they HIPAA, but they can listen to you. And mm. the people on these campuses are professionals and have all the resources. They're experts on helping young people of this age group, college students, get the help. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to reach out and leverage the resource if you know in your gut this is time for a lifeline. Make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, I think a whole lot of sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I do talk about all these topics in much more detail in Out to Sea and would would welcome anybody to reach out on social media if you've got further questions or through Helen and we can certainly, you know, connect in, in whatever way works best. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree with that. If you know, because I know at least a couple situations that were unfortunately a little tragic that mm-hmm. related to health um, and that where the, the kids were in college. Um, so definitely, it, it like she said, in your gut, you know, as a parent, something's not seeming correct. And usually roommates are really good about, you know, I would say get the roommate's phone number and have that in your pocket mm-hmm. as well, because in a situation that I know of, that was very crucial, actually. Safety point, right. And that really does come back to communicating. You know, swapping roommate mm-hmm. information with parents doesn't mean you're going to be hovering over their roommate and calling right. them. No, it's only in emergency situations. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it's talking about issues. So they never become issues. Mm-hmm. All right. So what's the best piece of parenting advice you've received over time that helped you become a better parent for your child or your children? Well, so probably one of the most shocking and best pieces of advice I got, actually my husband and I got was at college orientation for our oldest, where this person got up and said, okay, parents, now's the time. Start treating your your child as if you were a coach or a mentor Mm. instead of a parent. Well, let Mm. me tell you, you could about feel the collective gasp in the room because (laughs) we were uh, emotional dropping our babies off on campus. And that's not really what we wanted to hear. Uh, But it's really good advice. If you think of a mentor or Mm -hmm. what do they do? Yeah. Listen. Right. 
open-ended questions. They're a soft place to land. They're a trusted advisor. Be that for your students. But the end goal takes us right back to the ultimate goal. As a mentor, you're trying to empower the other person to be successful in what they're mm -hmm. doing. Healthy, happy adults. Right. In the real world. So if you start thinking like a mentor, because I'm a doer, I'm a fixer. I want to get right out there. If my kids have a problem, I want to tell them how to fix it. If I don't fix it for them, mm -hmm. I have to stop and take a breath and go, what can I ask that will help them find the solution themselves? Right. I agree. Parenting. That's the best advice I got. Great time for them to learn how to do that <laughs> for life. <laughs> so what did your parents teach that has helped you become a better adult uh, in life? Oh, so I grew up in rural Minnesota, like by a little house on the prairie area, literally. Mm -hmm. And I would say the value of respect and hard work. Mm -hmm. Do the work. I agree. Those Very are simple. Two mm -hmm. great ones right there. So do you have a favorite quote or affirmation you'd like to share with our audience today? Oh, gosh, an affirmation. I like the affirmation piece. And I, I'm going to probably reiterate what I said, but parents, this isn't easy. You're not alone in, in preparing and launching your children. It's a, a bittersweet and exciting time. So just keep in mind that nobody knows your students like you do. Nobody loves them as much as you do. And you will still have job security, even when they're, they're moving <laughs> on, when they're growing and, and, and launching. Uh, I promise you'll still be the anchor. You'll mm -hmm. still be the soft place to land. Uh, you maybe have heard the saying about giving roots and wings. I personally need to take it in a nautical spin because about to see, and I say, give them anchors and give them sails. Mm, I love that. That's awesome. And grace, of course. <laughs> you can't have too much grace, not just no. for them, but for yourself during this process as That's well. That's right. So how can our audience reach out to you? Uh, I know you've got the book, so let them know again about how to get out to sea and, um, you know, where you are in social media, your website, any of the above. <laughs> just yeah, thanks for that. So out to sea, a parent's survival guide to the freshman voyage that is available online at Amazon. Uh, I believe Books a Million carries it, Barnes and Noble. You can ask for it by name at your favorite bookseller. If they don't have it, they should be able to get it. And if you can't find it in any of those places, you just reach out to me. We'll make sure we get a book in your hands. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on social media. I'm Kelly Raddy, R-A-D-I. Uh, my website, raddytowrite.com. That's R-A-D-I-T-O-W-R-I-T-E dot com. And there you can, can learn a little bit more about the books. And I would obviously welcome you to share my information with your high schools and your students' colleges so mm -hmm. we can get the word out to all parents. Um, lastly, I am offering a, a really special program for families as they prepare to launch as they get close to their launch day. And it's a VIP private family session. It's awesome. a Zoom call with you and me. Nobody awesome. else. 
So you can ask the questions you maybe don't want to ask in a group setting. And I can I can guide you and include it in that. I will send you a book and we'll oh, schedule nice. our private 60 to 90 minute session. Awesome. That's really nice of you. Um, well, you're my favorite because you really get to know people and you can really customize the information to to their unique pain points and their unique situations. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Well, thank you very much for joining me today and uh, sharing your knowledge of all of this. Oh, with the our pleasure audience. is all mine. <laughs> I love the work you do to help prepare them academically and I get to come in and help prepare them for the actual launch. I know that's that's fun. What a team! This <laughs> be a fun job. <laughs> Isn't it great to love what you do? Yes, <laughs> I, I love what I do for sure. Well, it thank shows. you very much, and um, I appreciate you all joining us again today. Um, and we will, you know, have another guest next week. And stay tuned for more to come. Take care, everybody, and have a good week. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents successful students podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamuslearningacademy.com backslash podcast backslash. Also, it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community. And remember, I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom, whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program, because teachers just can't do it all. Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.